We've come to our last uh, Sunday, our last day in our series called The Rest of God. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the service, the, the big idea is that we are busy people with packed schedules, and that busyness leads to, yes, physical tiredness, but it also leads to our souls being tired. Especially as we consider today that the more busy we are, the more expectations we have on us, and the more expectations we have on us, the more burdened our souls become. As we've gone over this series, we've seen how God offers a different rest than the world. We've seen how how when our life comes crashing down all around us, we have a big God who's won for us eternal life. A big God who's conquered the grave. A big God who's been with us in the past and a big God that's with us now. We've seen how, how Jesus offers us rest and how for rest, we need to be in God's Word every day because it's the one thing needful. We, seen, we saw last week how we have rest knowing that we don't have a limited amount of days to pack everything in. You and I have eternity. We have an eternal amount of days because of our Savior. Today, we close up with stopping to remove the taskmasters. And it has to do with those expectations. As we close up this series, really it all comes down to one person. Jesus. Just about everyone in this world, you, me, people outside these walls, what are we looking for? We're looking for peace. We're looking for love, to be loved. We're looking to be accepted. We're looking to be content. We're looking for hope. And if we have those things, where does our heart go? It rests. And and this world offers a lot of different things to do that. If you go to the bookstore down the way, what do you find? You find a whole self-help section on how you can find peace, how you can start by loving yourself, how you can find exactly where it starts, and it starts with, girl, wash your face. It starts with all kinds of emotional boundaries. It starts by putting these things into practice. It starts by you doing something. And there are all kinds of religions that offer you rest and peace and contentment and joy to be loved and accepted, and all you have to do is X, Y, and Z. And so the question we're going to ask today, and that we're going to answer, is Christianity just another option? More specifically, is Jesus just another option to find rest? To put into practice and find rest for your soul. If you're here today or if you're watching online and you're not a Christian or you're questioning Christianity, this is such an important question for you. Because if the answer is yes, he's just another option, then we don't really have another reason to come back. Then you can go and find a self-help book and, and apply that to your life. But if the answer is yes, that has some big-time practical applications for our lives. If you're Christian and you're here today, 
or if you're watching online. This is such an important question for you too. Because if you say, no, Jesus isn't just another option, do you know how to articulate it? Do you know why? Do you know how he's not? And so this is a question we're going to answer today. Is Jesus just another option for rest? To do so, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 11. Matthew, back up. The Bible is one book made up of 66 books. Four of those books we call the Gospels. They're the biographies of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We are in Matthew today. And uh, Matthew was originally Jesus' disciple. Uh, He was a tax collector that Jesus called to follow him, and Jesus made him into a, a disciple and then an apostle. And so Matthew writes all about Jesus. And in Matthew chapter 11, we hear exactly from Jesus who he is and if he's another option or not. And so let's jump in. Matthew chapter 11, here's what we're told. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Let's stop right there. At this point in Jesus' ministry, in his three to three and a half year ministry, he's up in Galilee. And so if you can picture the the Middle East, you've got Jerusalem at the bottom, you've got the Sea of Galilee up north, and that region all around the Sea of Galilee was known as Galilee. And Jesus is up there, he's uh, preaching, he's teaching, he's doing miracles, uh, and he's going around preaching about the kingdom of God. Now imagine you and I. Imagine if we could hear Jesus preach. Imagine if we could hear him teach and and see him do miracles. We think that would be such a a, a faith-building thing don't we? And yet the majority of people rejected Jesus. Why? Jesus says, because they're wise and learned. In other words, they were too smart, they were too advanced for Jesus' teaching, because Jesus brought grace. Jesus was saying, you don't have to do X, Y, and Z. You don't have to follow the ceremonial laws because I'm the fulfillment of them. You don't have to observe these festivals because I'm the fulfillment of them. And yet, what did did the people grow up hearing from the Pharisees and the teachers of the law? If you want to be loved by God, if you want to be accepted by God, you have to offer these sacrifices at this time, on this day. You have to observe this festival and that festival. You have to pray. You have to burn incense. You have to do all these things if you want to be loved and accepted by God, and it weighed on the people. The expectations were on them. If you can picture a bar across the the Jewish person's back, in one bucket, they had what? All these expectations to be loved and accepted by God. And as they didn't carry them out, the other bucket gets filled with guilt and shame. And as Jesus is going around preaching and teaching, the majority of people rejected him. Does he get weary? Does he get tired from preaching? No, what's he do? He turns to God and prays, Father, I praise you. 
I don't know about you, but when I'm not seeing the earthly success that I think I should be having, my natural instinct isn't to go and say, God, I praise you. Instead, it's God, help me. God, make this better. And what does Jesus do? I praise you. Why? I praise you that anyone, even just one person, listens to you and trusts you, Father. And after he prays this prayer, he offers one of the greatest invitations to weary and burdened people. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Jesus says, come to me, and I will give you rest. Not so much physical rest, but rest for your souls. Physical rest can come from your soul resting, but Jesus is offering your soul, the Jewish person's soul, rest. Think of how inviting that must have been for that Jewish person who had all these ceremonial laws and expectations. The expectation on them to do this and this and this. And Jesus says, you're weary and burdened with these expectations and the guilt that comes from them? Come to me and I will give you rest. And how does he do it? Not by saying, follow this five-step program. Not by saying, I will show you how to bear up underneath this weight. He says, I will give you rest. Now that's great for the Jewish person living in the first century. But what does this have to do with you and me living in the 21st century? Because we don't have to follow the Jewish ceremonial laws. We don't have to follow the traditions of the Jewish people. So how does it apply to you and me? You and I live in the 21st century, and yet we're really not that different. The expectations, the people from whom the expectations come are just different. It's no longer the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, but there are other people who put burdens of expectations on us. And it causes us to be weary. And that's your first point today. Others give us burdens and make us weary. Here's what I mean. Just like the Jewish people had the Pharisees and the teachers of the law putting all these expectations on us, maybe some of you have come out from a religious background and are here today or watching online where the, the religion that you came from demanded a lot from you. Demanded you to give this much, demanded you to do this much, said if you want to be loved and accepted by God, you have to do this and this and this. And maybe you're sitting here today and you're still struggling with that burden. You're still struggling with those expectations that have put, been put in the one side of your bucket. But other of us, maybe we have the burden of expectation from our spouse. Whether perceived or actual. There's a difference, right? There's actual expectation and then there's perceived where I think here's the expectation that my spouse has for me and I really try to live up, up to it. And we try our best but those expectations get put in the bucket. We have the burdens of the expectation of our social circles. We need to be there emotionally for them. We need to be there physically for them. And if we're not, that other bucket gets filled with guilt. I'm not a good enough friend. 
we have the burden of our parents and the expectation that our parents have for us. And maybe some of us are living trying to, to live up to an expectation that our parents have for us that we can't ever fill. Maybe it's people in general that people look at you and say, because you who are who you are, you should be this way. And we have the expectations on us from that. We have the expectation of the world around us on what kind of parents we should be and how we should parent. But then, we not only have those expectations, I have my own expectations. You see, I want to feel like I have worth. I want to feel like I matter. And so where do I look? I look to my achievements. I look to my work to find worth. And I have expectations of how that is supposed to go. I have expectations of the kind of husband I want to be, the kind of dad I want to be, the kind of pastor I want to be, the kind of friend I want to be, the kind of son I want to be. And all these expectations just keep getting placed in this bucket and it's heavier and heavier. And if I'm honest, when I go to bed at night, I can think throughout my day and say, I did not live how I expect myself to live. And the more expectations there are, the more this bucket gets filled because we don't fill them. Guilt. Failure. Fear of not being loved and accepted. We haven't even talked about God's expectations. The expectation to be holy because I, the Lord your God, am holy. And now you throw that expectation into the bucket. And then you feel even more guilt and shame. So why don't we just say enough? Why don't we say, you know what? I'm just not going to hang on to this anymore. Don't care. Don't care. I'm just going to live for myself. Because at the heart of everything, what do we want? Peace. Contentment. We want to be loved. We want to be accepted. We want to feel worth. And I can't get rid of my own expectations for myself let alone God's. Are you weary and burdened? If I'm honest, my heart is weary and burdened. And what an amazing invitation from Jesus. Come to me, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Rest for your souls. Rest for my soul. Others, including myself, place a heavy burden on me of those expectations and it weighs me down and I'm weary. But what does Jesus do? Jesus bears our burdens and gives us rest. Your Savior Jesus invites you to come to Him and he wants to take the burden off of you. Not to show you how to live up underneath it. Not to show you how to overcome it. He wants to take that burden off of your shoulders onto him. He wants to take the burden of you trying to be loved and accepted. And he says, you want to be loved and accepted? Come to me. Let me take your sin. Let me take your failures. Let me take all of it that separated you from God's love 
and acceptance. Let me take it and bear the burden. And I'll take it to the cross. And that's exactly what he did. He says, you want to feel worth? Don't look to yourself for self-worth. Instead, why don't you look to the worth that God has for you? That he considered you worth giving up his one and only son. That he could have you as his own. You want to talk about someone considering you worth a lot. It wasn't gold or silver that Jesus, that God gave up for you. It was his one and only son to have you as his own. Jesus has come to me and I will give you rest so that you can have confidence to be exactly who you are. You don't have to change who you are. You don't have to change. God, God bought you with the gender that you have, with the talents that you have, with the abilities that you have. God bought you because He created you and knit you together in, his mother, in your mother's womb, just the way you are. Jesus says, come to me. I will take your shame, your guilt, your burdens, and I will nail them to the cross. And you will have forgiveness, love, and acceptance by your God. And really, do we need anyone else's? Think about this. We, we, we have all these expectations from others, right? And we want to live up to them and we want to try to get their love and acceptance and, and, and have self-worth. But people are people. They're mortal. They're sinful just like you and me. Their opinions change every day. And yet our God is eternal, immortal, holy. He doesn't change. And Jesus says, I've won you love, acceptance, and worth from God. I've won you peace with God. I've won you hope with God for eternity. See, Jesus has come to me and you will have rest. How? Jesus doesn't just take the yoke off of you, the bar off your back, and say, run free, little one. Instead, what's he say? Come and take my yoke on you. Do you know what a yoke is? A yoke was that bar that went across oxen that united them together, and then it attached them to a load that they drove. There's also a synonym used during Jesus' time uh, when you yoked yourself to a teacher. See, we go, we go to a classroom and we take a class and then we leave and that's it. But at their day, if you wanted to be taught, if you wanted to be educated, you yoked yourself to a teacher, you attached yourself to them, and they taught you. And they put burdens on you. And they put expectations on you. And Jesus says, come, take my yoke on you. And maybe some of you are thinking, aha! Jesus is no different than everyone else. Except what does Jesus say? Take my yoke on you, for I am gentle. And learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. 
Does Jesus have commands for us? Does he have expectations for us? Yes. But they're easy and light. As he says, take and eat. This is my body given for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Take and drink. This is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. As he says, come, take the inheritance that is prepared for you from uh, before the creation of the world. He says, believe in me and you will not be condemned, but you will have eternal life. They're all gospel commands, good news commands. Come, take, eat, inherit. And in this side of the bucket is filled with joy, peace, love, acceptance, rest. See, Jesus isn't just another option. Jesus is the option for rest for your souls. There is, no other, there is no other option. It's Jesus and Jesus alone. So come to Him. Find forgiveness. Come to Him. Find hope and peace, acceptance, and love by our God. Come when you're weary and burdened, and He will give you rest. May God be with us as we close up this series. May we continually go to His Word, gather around His Word, and hear the words from Jesus. Come to me when you're weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Let's pray. Jesus, we praise and thank you because you are our burden bearer. You take our guilt, our shame, you take our failures, you take everything that weighs on our hearts, our fears, and you take it away by nailing it to the cross. You lift those burdens off of our shoulders as we remember that you are in control of all things, that you love us, and that you forgive us, that you have won God's love and acceptance for all of us. What a joy it is to know that we are at peace with God, what hope we're filled with knowing that the grave has been conquered, and what peace and rest we have today, knowing that no matter what happens, we go to bed at night loved and accepted by our God, with, filled with so much worth. We ask you to continue to be with us as we leave this series and close it up. Help us to always come back to you to find rest. Uh, this world has a way of making us weary and burdened, and we need rest for our souls, and that rest is only found in you. Help us to run to you, and when we do, we know that we will find rest for our souls. We thank you, we praise you, we love you. Amen.